Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Okay, let's get started. So all all month long has been really good, right? And so we have had so many impartations from Pastor Wagner to Bishop Howe, but then we got somewhere on I am, right? And so she was in Exodus, Dr. Howe was in Exodus 3, and Moses was having this issue, and Moses said, well, who am I that I will go and and deliver the people of Israel? And, And God ignored the question. He didn't say anything. And then he said, well, God, who are you? And so he said, I am who I am. So then we sprung into Wednesday night. So here's the thing. If you have not seen, it goes Pastor Wagner, then it was Bishop, then it was Dr. Halp, and then it was Evangelist Klinskill. If you have not seen those four, you have to go back and watch those. I pray it's been in heavy rotation on your devices because it is beyond good. And when you go back the second time, you hear something that you didn't hear the first time. So go back and listen to those. And then we come to Wednesday and the man of God had the season and the sauce. He, he was somewhere else. And the one thing that stuck out to me that he said, he said, if Jesus had to say it, then we have to say it. Joshua and his his scripture was Joshua 1 and 8. Keep this book of the law on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. So let's go to Matthew 4 and 1. So this is when Jesus was tested in the wilderness. So then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. So the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered. He said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but out every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Jesus had to say something. We have to say something. If Jesus wasn't exempt from speaking it out loud because he said he answered, then we have to speak it out loud. Positivity is always good, but positivity won't break the yoke. Only the word. We have gotten, we we are in this this thing and everybody says, just be positive. Just be positive. Whatever you do is going to come back to you. It's just be, it's okay. Just keep it up. Just, it's going to come. Just say the right things and do the right things and be good to people. Positivity doesn't break the yoke. Only the word. And it's also very clear to me here that you can be in the wilderness and it be God ordained. Then the devil took him to a holy city. So first he, he used temptation. So he, he tempted him with the thing he knew he was weak in. Because he had been hungry for 40 days and 40 nights. So the first thing he told him was, well, you can have some bread. You know, 
know, if you, if you are who you say you are, turn these stones into bread. And it's not that he didn't know who he was because what, who God is, who God said Jesus was, Satan was once that, right? He was once a friend of God, right? He was once an overcomer, right? He was once victorious, right? But then he got out of place. So when he got out of place, he got removed. So it's not that Satan doesn't know who you are. He knows. He's very clear. And he's very, he doesn't like it, which is why he messes with you. To get you to move from it. Because he moved from it. And so if I moved, I'm going to take as many people as I can with me. That is the epitome of misery loves company. That's the epitome of suffering will cause you to suffer too. So then he says, so temptation was first. Then the devil took him to a holy city and had him stand at the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will, so you will not strike your foot against the stone. So your enemy knows your weapon because he recited it. So it's hard for you. It's, hard, well, it's me because I was talking to me last night at 3 in the morning. I was talking to me. It's, it would be hard for me to refute something the enemy said if I wasn't clear on my own weapon. If, if I don't know what God said. Because Jesus wasn't standing in a position where he needed to prove who he was. But he did have to establish the order. So you're not proving to God. You're not proving to your enemies who you are. But you do have to establish the order that right here you can't do. Bishop did a message years ago, the battlefield of your mind. And he said, where Satan will try to get you is in the arena of reasoning. If I can get you over and have you reason with me, then I can convince you otherwise. So if I'm, so if I'm, I'm Jesus, I'm already hungry, but now I've, I've been tempted by you. But now I'm isolated because you took me up to a high point. So now it's isolation. And then I give you the word. See, everybody that's giving you the word is not who was supposed to be giving it. Everybody you listening to who claims they're giving the word is not the person you should be listening to. How many people in your ear are giving you the word and they are just your distraction to get you off course? And it's hard to hear your man of God when you have 15 other ones. Anybody you listen to more than you listen to your man of God becomes your man of God. Because you will respond the way he would respond. Versus the person who was called to lead you. 
So if you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He said, it is written twice. Say that. It is written. It is written. So he used his own word against him. Because Jesus answered first, it is written. Then the enemy says, for it is written. Then Jesus answered him, it is also written. It is also written. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. So Jesus was saying, I, I know who God is to me. That's basically what he said. I don't have to test what I know. Don't put the Lord your God to the test. I don't have to test what I know. People only give you tests to assess what you know. Come on, somebody. They give you tests to assess what you know. You only got a test in school to see if you were capturing the material. But your teacher, if everybody in the class kind of picked up on the concept, she would move to the next thing, not give you a test. So are you really in a test or a training exercise? It's, it's all about how you, you think about where you are. Because how you think dictates what you will say that will make you respond. How you think will dictate what you say, which will ultimate, ultimately dictate your response. So you being frustrated and snapping at people is the action, is the response for how you've been thinking. It's, it's, it, has, it has nothing to do with, it, you, it's what you've been thinking. And, and we get the privilege of being, looking at the product of what you've been thinking. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so this. Why we gotta do this? And I wanna do that. And, when, and this is me, I was talking to me. This is certainly not you, cause y'all are saved. I'll be working it out, okay? I'll, I'll be working it out. So this is not you, this is me. So me being frustrated, me getting over into an arena where I'm thinking I have to do it all by myself means that I'm not thinking correctly, which means I'm not clear on who God is, so I'm not clear on who I am. Because now I'm trying to hold it and pick it up myself. So then he says, Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak. Right? And it says, you will have what you say. What have we been saying? And Bishop says it so many times. We've heard that so many times. But I think something in me just clicked like, man, if you really wrote down everything you said all day, what would it look like? What you said over your job, what you said on your way to your job, what you said over your children, what you said over your husband, what you said over your finances, what would that look like written on paper? And would you be able to give that paper to somebody else to give them hope? Would, would I be able to hand this to somebody and say, no matter what it looks like, this is, this is what you can say. No matter how it's going, this is what you can do. Could you do that? Do you have a it is written anywhere on the paper? 
That is the word of God, not just your positivity. And so again, Jesus did not need to prove himself, but he did have to set the order. Have we set the order? And with all these I am statements, we have I am statements, we have I am confident statements. How much have we looked at it? How much have we recited it? See, Jesus didn't say the chapter and the verse, but he gave the scripture. So we get caught up sometimes because you, oh, I need to know the chapter and the verse. Can you just know the word? Can we just, can we just start with knowing something? Can we start with having a foundation in something? Can we start with listening to the word more than we listen to music or watch the television? You know, the screen that can, will come up and tell you how long you've been on the phone and how long you've looked at a particular app. I was appalled at myself. I was, I'm not even, be, I was appalled. Because I said, nine. Teen hours on what? Doing what? What? And then we wonder why there is nothing in our lives that is producing. Because we get one hour on a Sunday morning in church and get 19 hours on an app. They measure, your, they measure seven days of your activities. And everything is on there but the Bible app. I was like, oh, God, I'm wrong. And I, did, I had to repeat. I was like, I'm wrong. I am so sorry because I want these grandiose results on Bishop's anointing. Because I don't want to cover myself. Or my family. I spend less time than he does praying for my family. And it's kept me covered, but is it going to work in this next season of your life? Where God has to get you to, can you, can he really be the only one that's covering you? That's crying out to God for you? Can he really be the only one? I say, I have given, I have given, I have not had him in the proper place, proper place of honor, because I don't play with him about that. But I have not had him in the proper place in that I have an expectation that he's going to carry me. And his pastoral duties, that, that's not me. That's not what I'm talking about. Because there are some things he's going to do because he is a pastor. But there are some things that are mine. They're my responsibility. And I'm expecting things to happen, mountains to move, because we get in awe. When we see Bishop in his, in his high points, when he could command the sick to be healed, when he can command demons to get out. Y'all remember that when that woman was sliding across the floor? She was slithering across the floor like a snake. That was way back in the day, way, way back in the day. But she was. She was slithering across the floor like a snake. And he cast that out. And we're looking at it like, oh, I want to do that. Be careful. 
Because do you have enough in you to be able to do it? Can you, if you can't get a, if you can't pray away a headache, let's not try a demon. But do you have faith enough? Do you have confidence enough in who God is and who God said he was to pray off a headache? And it, it cost, we, we wage it against, well, it costs so much. But how much does failure cost? How much does missing the mark of your destiny cost you? And not just you, because if you're not in position, your children can't be. Your family can't be. You're to be the Joshua of your family, the Abraham of your family, but are you in position to do it? And this is not, I'm not talking about nobody else because we make people our enemies real quick. I, who like you, who don't like you is no longer a concern. This is about, do we know God enough? Do we know the I am enough to be able to move into the, uh, the, the things of God we're supposed to be in? And so then he asked me a question. God asked me a question because I asked him questions, so he asked me questions. Are you where I desire you to be? Are you where I desire you to be? Have you checked in with me to know where you're supposed to be? Is it comfortable or complacency? Is it you have gotten where you're supposed to be or you're afraid to go any further? Are you really afraid of the failure or are you afraid of the success and what success means? Because success costs. Can the people around you handle where you're about to go? It is written. And when Jesus was confronted, he never questioned God or himself. When Jesus was confronted, he never questioned God and he never questioned himself. He knew and was fully convinced of what was written. He knew full well what was written. And so then I asked God, I said, well, what is written? If it is written, what is written concerning me? And, and I have the list. And Miss Honora, I'm going to get you the list because I'm going to call these out. And she's going to say, may I have the list? Yes, I'm going to get you the list. I love you enough. I thought about you last night while I was writing these. When confronted, he never questioned himself or God. And so my question to God was, what is written? And here's what is written. I am saved, 2 Timothy 1 and 9. I am complete, Colossians 2 and 10. I am chosen, 1 Thessalonians 1 and 4. I am forgiven, 1 John 2 and 12. I am a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. I am a child of the most high God, 1 John 3 and 1. I am redeemed, Ephesians 1 and 7. I am the light, Matthew 5 and 14. I am justified, Romans 5 and 1. It is written. I am free from sin, Romans 6 and 22. I am more than a conqueror, Romans 
8 and 37. I am God's temple, 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. I am one with Christ, 1 Corinthians 6 and 17. I am called, 1 Corinthians 7, 17. I am created for God's good work, Ephesians 2 and 10. I am safe in Christ, Colossians 3 and 3. I am victorious, 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. I am not condemned, Romans 8 and 1. It is written. I am whole, I am healed and whole, Psalms 3 and 30. I am no longer a slave, Galatians 4 and 7. I am created to do good works, again I say. I am ambassador for Christ too. 2 Corinthians 5 and 20, I am surrounded by God's mercy. Psalms 32 and 10, I am well planted. Psalms 1 and 3, I am beautifully and wonderfully made. Psalms, Song of Solomon 4 and 7, I am not alone. Isaiah 41 and 10, I am sufficient in I am sufficient in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3 and 5. It is written. I am strong in the Lord. 2 Corinthians 12 and 10. I am blessed. Psalms 84 and 4. I am special to God. 1 Peter 2 and 9. I am joyful. Romans 15 and 13. I am alive. Ephesians 2 and 4 through 5. I am precious to God. Isaiah 43 and 4. I am a citizen of heaven. Philippians 3 and 20. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalms 139 and 14. It is is written I am God's chosen Isaiah 43 and 1 I am wise in God Proverbs 2 and 16 it is written I am a friend of Christ Jesus John 15 and 15 I am an heir to the throne Romans 8 and 17 and again I am chosen Ephesians 1 and 14 it is written And when you know that, you can say, I'm confident in who God said I am. I am confident that those who started a good work in me shall complete it. I am confident that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am confident that everything that I have need of, the God will provide. I am confident that you are I am and anything I am needing, you are just that. I am confident. That's what he said wrapped up in it is written. That's what he meant when he wrapped it up with it is written. That man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And you heard it for yourself. What God said concerning you. This is what he said concerning you. And you have to keep saying it. Don't get hyped today and then something happened at work and you forget it. Even if you have to say it out loud, they may not understand it. So what? I am blessed. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. God said you said you have the heart of the king in your hand. So no bad thing. You got to keep saying it. For what you say you shall become. You got to keep saying it. And because it did your soul good, one more time for the people in the back. I am saved, 2 Corinthians 1 through 9. I am complete, Colossians 2 and 10. I am chosen, 1 Thessalonians 1 through 4. I am forgiven, 
I am forgiven, 1 John 2 and 12. I am a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. I am a child of God, 1 John 3 and 7. I am redeemed. I am the light. I am justified. It is written. It is written. It's who you are. Victory is not inevitable. Victory is what it is. You're not trying to get anything. You are. You're not trying to be anything. You are. You're not trying to hold on to anything. You are. Blessed is just who you are. Forgiven is just what you are. Healed is just what you are. You're not trying to get anything. You are. Because he is, you are. The man of God on Wednesday said, I am he. I am he. So I am not trying to get anything. And if all God had to do was speak it, then I don't have to toil with this. I just have to speak it. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.